Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The top celebrities make a, a ton of dough. We don't see it, but we know it. But boy, oh boy, when you read things like this and, and see that for some Money is just no object. Right. You know, I, I've heard some celebrities say that, you know, they're at a point in their career where they never have to worry about money again, that it's all taken care of. And they're like 37 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, or younger Jesus, now. Yeah, uh, younger now yeah. for sure. And their kids, 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 kids never have to worry about it. It's crazy. Anyhow, uh, some celebrities who have been very extravagant in their gift giving. Include Jay-Z, who bought a private island, bought a private island in the Florida Keys for Beyonce on her birthday in 2010. Huh. She said, Florida? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Not rented, though. Bought. Yeah, right? bought it. Bought it. What's the upkeep on an island? Right. Courtney Cox gave her then-husband David Arquette a $45,000 antique carousel horse one year for Valentine's Day. Huh. I haven't spent $45,000 on anything, (laughs) ever. (laughs) Outside of like a house, which I'm still paying for. Yeah. Yeah. And and now that didn't didn't last. No, they divorced. What happens if she goes to the fair? (laughs) (laughs) You see that carousel going around? Yeah. That music happening, that horse is smiling at you every time it goes by. And who got it in the divorce? Did he get to keep it? grand. Yeah, crazy, right? Justin Bieber... Uh, bought an entire flower shop stock for his then-girlfriend, Selena Gomez, in 2011. Right. See, th- this is interesting because a few few of these uh, have now since divorced. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Well, and what do you do with that? Like, did he buy, like, like vases for all of them? <laughs> or yeah. just dump them all off and here you go? And then what happens when those start to go off? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he must have had them all delivered, I would guess. I couldn't see her humping them out of the store well, into no. the back of her. <laughs> That's right. The back of her. This uh, <laughs> fit a Tesla. Yeah. Angelina Jolie gave then-husband Brad Pitt a $20,000, 200-year-old olive tree. Right. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Make his own olive oil, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they broke the branches. Yep. Blake Lively, who's still married to Ryan Reynolds, she had a painting commissioned uh, of Ryan when he was a young paper boy in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. They seem to have a very good relationship. They poke fun of each other a yeah. lot. Yeah, and they're terrific and very honest with their, their parenting on uh, Twitter and that sort of stuff. They are good. David Beckham gave his wife, Victoria, an $8 million necklace. <laughs> Don't. Pearl? <laughs> I knew it. Well, how can you not? At his contracts, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck gave Jennifer Lopez a phantom Rolls Royce back in 2002. It was worth over $400,000. What are what he says now that they're back together? You still got this? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to drive it in 02? <laughs> Mark Anthony's driving yeah, it. That's right. He's taking the kids to school. <laughs> Yeah. He's going to the mechanic. Just keep it going. Yeah. Whatever you do, just keep it going. That's all I got left. Rob, speaking of cars, Rob Kardashian gave then fiance, so they weren't even married. Uh, Black China gave her a $200,000 purple Lamborghini. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Crazy, right? And uh, Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson, while he was with the Seahawks, rented out the Seattle Art Museum for a night with his date. In 2017. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, renting out something that seems a little more uh, apropos. Mm-hmm. At least you didn't buy it. 
trying to think of the most extravagant thing I ever got Maria. One time I remember I got her this really nice snow shovel and it had the metal <laughs> trimmel on the bottom to break up the ice. <laughs> you know, the more expensive one yeah. in the line of shovels. And, I, and she opened it and I said, it's got the metal trim. Right. You know? Or those Guns N' Roses VHS that, that's all it. Just, there it's, it's, keep, keep on coming. <laughs> if you own one of those big... Uh, freezers. So, you know, all, we all have our fridge and our freezer, but then some of us have the extra freezer. The deep freeze? The deep so freezer. The chest freezer? You got one of those bad boys? Uh, a little one. Yeah. Buddy of mine has one of those massive, like, the, it's like a fridge, you know. It's, oh, it's, it's yeah. Just a, a double huge, door? Double door, huge wow. thing. Wow. Yeah, I, well, and it's it's amazing when we... Serial when, killer? What is he? <laughs> he's got body parts <laughs> in there. <laughs> okay. No, but he, I, he's like, I think, many people where they, they buy these things and they just ram them with stuff that they never eat. Like, I've been to his house. I've seen inside this freezer. It, there, it looks like a grocery store. Wow, yeah. And then he'll go, well, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. We should go get something. Yeah. You've got a f- grocery store in your basement. What's interesting is that you say that of someone who has that big double door wide open one. Because the problem I find, especially having a small chest freezer, right. is that everything has to be piled on top of each other. Right. So, you know, a couple of weeks in, you don't know what's at the bottom. Yeah, and you don't bother. Right. So I remember my parents uh, one year got involved with some neighbors who decided they were all going to go out and buy like a uh, a, a butchered up cow. We were right. Going to get yeah. a whole load of meat, and uh, boy, we enjoyed steak for a while, and then the, all the ground stuff and the crap ended up in the freezer and never got touched. <laughs> Uh, so there's a bunch of stuff in that freezer that is probably processed food and not very good for you. So some uh, food uh, expert right. uh, said, here's what you should be doing uh, is going through your freezer and getting rid of uh, stuff. Because One, because even though it's frozen, it does eventually expire. Sure, it'll last longer. Right. But if you've got something in there... Uh, since, you know, Michael Jackson was alive. Right. Chances are it should go. Well, and it gets freezer burnt, too. Yeah, at some point. Um, if you got the TV dinners in there. Right. They're usually light on vegetables and loaded with salt. So if you are buying those, look for the low-sodium version with a lot of veggies. I haven't had many TV dinners in my life, uh, but they, they're usually all pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the classic, the frozen pizzas. Most of them are loaded with salt and saturated fat. In general, thin crust is better than thick. So you should opt for the veggie pizza instead of things like the pepperoni and the sausage. Hot pockets and pizza rolls also made the list as being really bad. Right, of course. All the good stuff. All the fun yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. Tastes good. Throw it out. Frozen pot pies. They oh. Taste, they taste good, but they're one of the highest calorie and highest fat option in the freezer aisle. Mmm. How many of those you got in there? I had one last night. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a frozen one, though. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, I, do, cor- I do love a chicken pot pie. Yeah. But you like you like anything that's just not healthy for you. Right. Well, generally, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not alone in that no, category. No, no, no. Um, but, th- but some find a balance. Right. I don't know that you found the balance. Well, we got some fish in there, too. In that in a, freezer. In a, in a batter. <laughs> no, actually, no. We have, well, that, too. But unbattered ones. Well, the freezer's... Yeah, the fish is in the freezer. It doesn't mean it's getting eaten. Right. Well, it's, there's a reason it's still in the freezer. <laughs> we got to batter it still. <laughs> right. Uh, corn dogs. Uh, of course, hot dogs Ooh, yeah. aren't healthy at all. But mm-hmm. when they're wrapped in batter, that doesn't help. Yeah, they make them tastier, though. You got corn dogs in there, too? Uh, Pogos, I think we're out of. Because <laughs> you ate them all? No. No. That's the kids get into that. Come on. <laughs>
Although I, I said to Adrian the other day, I said, one of these days when it's just a boy's night, mm. I'm going to do that uh, that Ted Reader pigs in a blanket recipe yeah, where you get the uh, Pillsbury yeah, dough and a, and a full-size hot dog. You know, your father is a doctor. Has he never spoken to you about nutrition? What? <laughs> <laughs> and how much do you listen to what your father has well, said to you? Uh, well, he always just told me about rum. Right. <laughs> and you took those words to heart. Yes, I did. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. The clock is ticking on that lifestyle, Pally. Don't you worry. Uh-huh. Frozen French fries. Again, salt and fat. Yes. Those we have. Yeah, every every fridge has got those. Um, sweet and sour chicken. Tons of sugar. Okay. Frozen toaster pastries. Ah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yes. The strudel ones and yes. the cinnamon rolls and the Eggo waffles. You know what? You know what's all bad straight is, sugar. It's probably worse. Is I say yes to all of these things. I don't eat most of them that, that, that you're talking about. Mm. But I feed them to the kids, <laughs> right? Because it, well, it's, it's fries and nuggets and yeah. that sort of thing. And you know, that's you know quick meals that you're trying to put together. And like, okay, at least it's got some chicken. Well, and the good thing I guess in your house, uh, compared to uh, many, and certainly compared to mine when my boys were young, is that your kids still like vegetables. Right? They, they like you won't feed them to them, right? But they like them. I do. It's easy. You just <laughs> chop them up and on you go. Whereas you know, for uh, for us, it was always a struggle. Certainly with the David to get the veggies in, mm-hmm. you know. And so if we just kept filling them up with mac and cheese, he probably would have died by now. And I look back to what I eat at, at their age as well. Like my lunch. I would come home for lunch mm. at elementary school, it was just a block away, mm-hmm. and and microwave that like McCain hamburger. <laughs> Jesus, right? Which you know to think of, you know, like, can a hamburger be bad? Yes, it can be bad when it's a frozen hamburger yeah. that you've got to like. You remember some of those things you had to like uh, craft the box into mm-hmm. a tray in order to make <laughs> this thing happen, and fries too. You're nuking a hamburger and fries. And somehow that was my lunch. I'll just give you the conversation that you're going to have inevitably <laughs> with Dr. Downer. It's not what you're doing today. It's what you did for the last 40 years yes. to yourself that well. finds you with these pills and your bad heart. <laughs> Times are coming. It is certainly coming. Are you someone who struggles with the hiccups? Many people do. And it's a weird thing, the hiccups, because so many people have hiccup cures. Ways they believe... Uh, are the answer to your hiccup problems. And doctors were asked about these cures and if it's possible that anything works every time. And they say they all work, kind of, sort of, some of the time, some of the time not. So nothing's, a, you know, a, a, a 100%. Uh, a little explanation from doctors about what hiccups actually are. They're a sudden spasm of the diaphragm muscle near the stomach. They send a message to your brain to close a flap in your throat again and again. Stopping them ideally involves the diaphragm and nerves around the diaphragm. So, holding or taking a breath has always been kind of a, a cure, people say. Take a deep breath. Hold your breath. Okay. That, that's forcing any yes. kind of unnatural breathing can be beneficial because it's activating the diaphragm and those nerves. This tricks your body and makes it forget about the spasm. Right. Drinking water is another remedy, people say. This remedy involves drinking in different ways, and it can be effective because swallowing triggers the nerve. And adding something a little complicated while drinking, like standing on one leg or drinking from the wrong side of the glass. How is that possible? Uh, is it, yeah. And people have all these like little mm. 
trickety type things that they do. Maybe if you always hold a mug in your left hand, you turn it around and hold you it You have to concentrate right. harder. It's all about taking your mind off That's what right. you're doing. This right? is what the doctors say. It, it takes your brain away from the hiccups. Right. Uh, downing a spoonful of uh, sugar or peanut butter can also work because these things don't go down easy. They require suction. Yeah, and then you're just choking. Now that I got the hiccups gone, but now I'm choking on sugar. Right. Uh, this simulates, stimulates the swallowing muscle and that nerve. Sucking on a lemon. Suction can also explain why plugging your ears might work. Right. And the old scaring somebody. <laughs> Scare the hiccups away. Here's some dude just heard that one like... Hey, I hear suction works. <laughs> you want to cure those hiccups, babe? <laughs> now, the scaring someone seems to be too silly to be backed by science, but the doctors say they can uh, back it up. Being scared is another trigger for that nerve. Right. And uh, even thinking about cows. Why cows, I do not know. It has nothing to do with the hiccups. It just puts your concentration somewhere else, and the combination of concentration and distraction can help reset the brain to stop the hiccups. Really? So think about a cow. Cows. Think about cows. <laughs> they're, they're not just fun to eat. <laughs> they do so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was just thinking, can I just think about steak? Will that cure <laughs> my hiccups? Yeah, they really, cows are, I mean, like they give us leather, right. suede, <laughs> they, they feed us. Uh, they give us milk, yep. dairy product. You put up with the methane. Cure up hiccups, and all we want to do is tip them. Right. We're so mean to them. Now, do you have anybody in your life who snores? Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coop, now. Oh, does he snore? Uh, not really snoring, but he, like even last night, he, every now and then, he, I don't know if he's dreaming or mm. what. But just like, like, and last night sounded like a siren. It was crazy. Really, eh? Both Adrian and I kind of sprang up. Like, what the hell was that? Have you suited the boys yet for their uh, breathing apparatus? No, no. Uh, they, they're not that bad yet. <laughs> you can hear kind of a little bit every now and then. You hear that little, that stop breathing thing <sighs> kind of happen. Um, so a lot of people who snore really loudly. And there is a difference, right? Like, there, there are people who snore. And then, as, as you have said, because of the sleep apnea, there's those who stop breathing. Or is right. all snoring... A sign of stopping breathing. Uh, I don't know uh, if all snoring is. Once it gets to a certain level where Mm. you're deep enough and you hear that, and and then that's the dangerous part. Uh, But, you know, and and I think my snoring has almost completely stopped since the machine. Yeah. Tough to snore through it. You're dealing with it, aren't you? Well, I snore. Maria snores. It's all with age, I think, you know. She never did. She used to have this little purr of a snore. Right, that's gone. It's gone up a, a, a notch or two. Her snore was like kind of cute. Kitten the tiger here. Yeah. Now it's, now it's just she's not growling at me in her when she's awake. She's growling at me in her sleep. It's me. I know it's me. And some compare their snoring to a saw, a roar, a train. Um, and people do all. You know, we do horrible things for the ones we love. We kick and elbow them. We wake right. them up. We pinch their nose. Somebody's wow. not breathing. Now <laughs> we yell at them like they're doing it deliberately. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just give up and go stay at the Cloverleaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all the details now. Uh, dates have been set, unless, of course, there's some kind of outbreak again and we need to go back to masking and such. But uh, we're dropping the masks on the uh, the 21st of March at this point. And uh, and then full mandates gone kind of end of April. So, um, you know, that discussion about going back to work has got a lot of people riled up. I know there was a story of an office building downtown on uh, Bay Street. 
and they had put up some signs that they thought I, that I guess they thought were were nice. That things like this building will be welcoming you back soon, right. and um, you know we've got your chair warmed up for you. And they just put out. Well, of course, people who are really on the the brink about having to go back to the office, if, you know, flew into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> so the signs had to be taken down because these adults who act like seven year olds. Uh, got all upset that they they felt it was condescending that they were being pushed into something they don't want to do. Mm. And, uh, it's, it's funny. So as I I left the studio here uh, to go get some water, and uh, you know when you walk the hallway, you can hear the different on air because we had different morning shows here, so you can hear the uh, other on air teams doing their thing, news reports and stuff. And as I walked by the newsroom. I heard uh, our news guy uh, for the other station telling the story of how there are there are complaints now about the masks coming off. Right. And I just thought, my God, for the longest time, all we did was complain about one, not wanting to wear the masks. Right. Now that they're coming off, now we're complaining that they're coming off. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the complaints uh, center around kids at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and especially ones that uh, age that can't be vaccinated. Right. Um, you know, the elementary teachers are ones who say, you know, like, you know how do you? Uh, it, it is putting the onus now on uh, personal protection. It's up to right. you if you want to yeah. protect yourself uh, and, and to protect others around you. Uh, it's kind of up to you. However, in a kindergarten classroom, it, it's not quite the same onus. But right. mind you, that being said, were they really wearing their masks properly <laughs> Probably in not. kindergarten garden classes uh, to begin with? But you know, you're, you're you're going to get that resistance anytime there's there's change. Yeah, um, and. You know, the the problem that some have with this is that the medical table, the science advisory table, wasn't really consulted on this move. Mm. It was more, uh, well, the numbers seem to be going good, Let's and everyone else seems to be dropping it, so let's drop it. And oh, by the way, there's that hint of an election coming mm. in June, and perhaps the pressure is getting to things. So if you are going to be heading back to the office or you're having those discussions, um, somebody asked uh, if they... If you could have, do you wish now that you had changed jobs during the pandemic? And I think you'll wish you had after you hear this stat. Many people who have switched jobs during the pandemic now making 30%, at least 30% more than they were before. Hmm. That's pretty good. Wow, that's very good. Not everyone wants more money, though. Uh, At least it's not the top thing they want from from the corporate head office. People were asked to name the number one things that would keep them in their current job longer. And the answer depends on how old you are. The number one answer for millennials, more money. Gen Xers would rather have a new role and more responsibility. Well, I'm a Gen Xer and I don't want more responsibility. Right. Um, and uh, baby boomers just want a little more recognition for all the work they do. That's funny because baby boomers go between 1946 and 1965. You would think they'd be the ones who'd want more money. I mean, the clock is ticking. Yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can tell me I'm so nice and how much you like yeah. me. All you want. <laughs> I got about four years left. Can we, can we pay? There's a, there's a great t- You like me? Good. Pay me. <laughs> that's right. Uh, have you ever seen anybody rage quit a job? Uh, I don't think I've seen it. I'm trying to think if I've seen like someone walk out at a business that I've been at. Mm. There's some great like legendary stories in this business, radio and television, of people you know quitting on the air in dramatic fashion. Right. Yeah. No, I think one happened ones. recently, like at West. I remember like hearing the audio from that. 
And a guy who quit, I think it was over like vaccines or mandates or something like that. Oh, yeah. Quit on guy. the air. Yeah. I've worked with a couple who have pulled that stunt. I always found it, it just so selfish. I don't know if he actually quit on the air or he just said, well, I'm going to say this and it's probably going to end my job. Right. And it did. Oh, and then he ended up begging people to pay for his podcast. Right. Yeah. Because he was a high end, you know, a big time morning guy in Vancouver or something. Yeah. Um, when When people do rage quit and it happens often... It is said that when they go back the next day, they realize they regret it. You know, they mm. like, well, now what am I going to do? They go back and many of them get their job back. There's just a lot of oh, really? arse kissing of the boss. For interesting to see here because, you know, obviously there have been a number who've rage quit over vaccine mandates yeah. at businesses. And whether or not when these vaccine mandates are dropped, will they go back or ask to go back or mm. plead to and will they be allowed back? Um, when do you start winding down from work? Uh, it has been figured out from a survey done in England. Now. <laughs> we never wind up. That's right. Uh, 6.22 p.m. So if you work 9 to 5, it still Ooh. takes you like an hour and a half to settle down. And I would even say that's probably rare in the sense that a lot of people now are checking email yep. well into the evening. Yep, and we're thinking about work on our commute and we're uh, we're doing stuff at home for work that we didn't get to during the day. Dress codes in the office. I once worked for a rock station where we had a dress code. We had to wear, like, like business casual. So you had all these on-air guys walking around in khakis and collared shirts. <laughs> it was so strange. Really? It was really weird. Like golf shirt or like a button-up? Yeah, you had to have a collar. So you okay. was either button-up or a golf shirt. Right. But it's a rock station. Yeah, I know. You know, you, you go out to a show and everybody else is in a Rolling Stones t-shirt and you're buttoned down. Right. <laughs> Looking like you're working at a show. Oh, yeah, do you even go to shows? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, we fought over that. Nah, I got fired later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but dress codes at work. <laughs> Should have cut the collar off. That's the rage quit. There you go. Choke my boss right. with, the, with the khakis. Um Dress codes at work are becoming more relaxed. Now, you know, there was a time if you were a salesman or you were meeting with clients or whatever, it was always like a, a suit, a tie, a jacket. It's more kind of casual Fridays now. I, I don't necessarily know that I want to see my office co-workers walking around in flip-flops. <laughs> not as relaxed as working from home. No, not Keep at all. Keep that in mind That's if you're right. going back. That's right. Um, how long before you want a vacation? People were asked, how, how many weeks or months does it take before you're like, I need a break from this place. It's not weeks and months. It's seven days. Wow. If you've been stressed at work for seven days, you're like, I, I got to get out of here. Back into it. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. And finally, what's something that we, uh, most of us, refuse to do at work? Bathroom? Yep. Poop. Yeah. Poop. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of reasons why, of course. Um, we, 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 don't, we don't want the stress of it. Uh, we don't want people knowing what we're up to. We don't want people hearing us. Certainly don't want people smelling us. We don't want to be judged for taking too long. And uh, we just don't like the work bathrooms, the thin toilet paper, the bad smells, the gaps in the stalls. And coworkers who talk to you right. while you're trying to do your business. So there is some etiquette to uh, the work bathrooms. Don't look through the gaps in the bathroom stall. Yeah, that's just creepy. Yeah. Don't, don't be doing that. That's an H&R thing, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not cool. Don't talk to someone, as we just said. When possible, keep one stall or urinal between you and the next person. Avoid unnecessary noises. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a great timed flush guy. Okay. You know? So yeah. You kind of bury the, uh, the noises with a flush. Uh, so no grunting if you can avoid it. Right. 
and uh, shouldn't stand there any longer than necessary. Don't take phone calls and don't make eye contact with the urinals. Yes, yes. That's the thing. Definite no-no. It is, it is an odd little uh, place, the, the work bathroom, in that, you know, uh, you can have great conversations in the hallway with coworkers or whatever. Two minutes later, you bump into them in the bathroom. It's like they're a stranger. Bye. Bye. You, you want Bye. nothing to do with them. This is Lucky's last morning. He's taking tomorrow off. He'll be back on Monday. Right. If we can persuade you. Yeah, thinking about it. Um, so you're back to Ottawa, another NHL game. You're yes. doing a play-by-play again, uh, calling the game. Uh, it's going to be against Chicago Saturday night. Uh, Hockey Night in Canada, Chicago, Ottawa Saturday night nice. on nice. Sportsnet. And City TV, I think, is picking this one up, too. So uh, it's in Ottawa. We all know where Ottawa is, yes. right? Right, okay. It's, uh, what, what is that, a five, six-hour drive? Yeah, four, really. Four-hour drive, Okay. So I'm just doing some quick math. <laughs> so the game starts at seven. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll say you got to be at the rink, say five o'clock. Yeah, so okay. five is around there. Okay, we'll give you five. Before. Sure, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So there's about thirty six <laughs> or so hours before that. Right now, are you walking to Ottawa? <laughs> like what? Honestly, tell me why we do four hours of radio, five right. a.m. to nine a.m. Yes. Why you cannot be here tomorrow morning? What, what do you possibly have to do for three hours of work on Saturday night that takes you thirty <laughs> something hours ahead of time? Well, there's a lot of preparation. Yeah. You don't just walk into the booth. There's a lot of going out, drinking, and, and running around with your hot. Hockey buddies is what there is. Don't pull BS with me. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta learn everybody's nicknames. Uh huh. Of course, well, it all starts go, with an uh, go uh, hang out. or an IE. Right. And then, uh, well, they're expecting snow tomorrow, so I'm not uh-huh. exactly sure if I'm driving or if we're going to train uh-huh. uh, there or not. And I got to get there, get checked in, uh-huh. settled in, start to prep. Okay, then, so, yeah, we'll probably go for dinner. So and then if you drive. And then on Saturday, I got to be there tomorrow uh-huh. because Saturday uh-huh. morning they have a morning skate uh-huh. and, and press stuff that I got to uh-huh. do. Okay, so if you worked, then right. you got off the air at well, 9. Well, then I'd have to take a nap. Well, go home and have a nap. Right. All right, and so you nap. Right. And you leave at like 1. You're still there at 4 in the afternoon. Right. Tomorrow well, afternoon. It's funny because I only did like booked this day off like a couple days ago because I wasn't planning on it. Because I know how much you complained <laughs> when I take a day off. When you take your holidays, right. I'm fine with that. I know. When you take days off to leave me right. for another career yes. and you, 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 I, you mess I, up my system. And so I wasn't planning on, and then it turns out that next week is March break. Right. Which means it starts tomorrow mm. because the kids have to be right. off tomorrow, which means... That's why you're leaving. That's why I was good to leave at that point. <laughs> but that also interrupts nap time oh, tomorrow I as see. well. So I was like, you know what? I better get a solid night's sleep before this uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Don't worry. I'm not uh-huh. leaving you extra work. Uh-huh. You're not uh-huh. doing it all by yourself. Katie's coming in. When you sign this deal, inevitably, <laughs> and you're doing play-by-play regular for Rogers in the NHL through September to every April, Friday, May, June, if you're taking every Friday, <laughs> every Friday, we are going to have a long conversation. <laughs> and guess what? You can take Monday to Friday. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm not working with a guy who just needs to run to his hockey bus. Thirty-six hours ahead of my God! A lot of preparation. Such a takes me a long time to memorize. And you've actually talked. This is Kane and Taves and all sorts of stuff. You convinced her of this stuff. I'm like a surgeon. I need hours of prep. prep. Yes, you got to be. Well, I can't leave on Saturday. I got to be there Friday. Oh yeah. Well, you could leave after you work with me. Right is the point. (laughs) And I can only imagine you're probably like a 17 year old when when she's texting or calling. You're like all the guys in the bar. 
Yeah. on the phone. Oh no, sweetie, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in the room. Bog down. Oh, I got sheets everywhere. Right. Oh, lot on the go. Yeah. Well, I got to find the business center of the hotel. Unbelievable. Uh huh. Okay. You gonna watch? Not a chance. <laughs> Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.